All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, this week we watched Dirty Dancing, which came out in 1987. Um, it it was about Baby and Johnny Castle, and Baby, you know, she goes. I don't even know. Goes on a summer vacation and falls in love with this dancer guy. And that's basically the gist of it is she learns how to dance with him and they fall in love. And it's the very classic, like, you're not good enough for my daughter or you shouldn't be with my daughter with the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I was going to make a joke and be like, oh, this movie's like 14 years older than me. And then I realized that was kind of stupid. Um, But fun fact, year my dad graduated high school in 1987. <laughs> So very like coming of age for like when he was a young adult. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it seemed to be a pretty big hit. I mean, it got mm-hmm. pretty did what it did well in the box office. Um and obviously like I feel like 80s, I mean, every every decade has like its classic rom-coms, right? Mm-hmm. But like I feel like a lot of like late 70s and then like 80s there's just so many like classic move like now like to our generation is considered like classic old i'm putting that in quotes Mm -hmm. movies like falls in the same category as like greece and like even though i know clueless is later like weirdly feels like also in there like i know they're different decades but like same like vibe Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah, I think it just has to do with the age of our parents mm-hmm. and kind of, and not, not okay, not, that's probably secondary to the fact that it just, um, how, how movies like, movies have been distributed, but at the same time, movies referencing other movies, referencing other movies, and then obviously there's plenty of like actors in all those movies that are still around, right. so it's not like it's. It, Except not in this case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> but like, um, it's like, like these are like movies from then. Like, obviously, a movie pulling two hundred million is a lot. That's, right. That's a lot for like for any movie, really. Yeah, but I feel like yeah for that time because now I feel like movies be pulling like eight hundred million. Yeah, but I think, if it's like considered really good, I think you. But I, I, uh, I think though, um. That's a trap that we fall into, where if a movie doesn't make some absurd amount, it gets discredited. But it's not that I don't really, I don't really go based off that. Right. I right. normally will look either after I've watched the movie or like during the movie and be like, because sometimes I do, and I'm like, wait, why didn't this do better? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a specific example that comes to the top of my head, I never, um, I never watched it, but I just like. You know, sometimes the bigger the budget, you know, the higher they anticipate it being successful. Do you know who Blake Lively is? Yeah. So Blake Lively, like right before COVID, she was like shooting this action spy thriller movie. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get rhythm section, the rhythm section. And um, like, I think it was like a pretty big production. Yeah. Like it budget was 50 million, which is big. And because it came out, like, right around, I think, when COVID hitting and, like, mm-hmm. no one went to the theaters. And the box office, it only got $6 million. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, I don't even know if that movie was good or not because like it could have been bad and maybe that's why it flopped. But I definitely think that was because of it, COVID. I think it, it didn't have a very great um, like marketing, like the marketing was almost non-existent. Like yeah. I can't say, okay, I can't say, I can't say on cable because we don't watch cable, anything on cable. So like, I don't know what the ad stuff was like there, but like you go to like, if you go to enough movies in a theater, regardless of the timing, like that's where a lot, a lot of times you get just beat into your head. What's coming mm-hmm. because you see the same trailers every time you go, or at least for the same movies. Yeah. And it's kind of on a, it's on a rotation, you know, those movies come out and they get a new rotation of trailers. Yeah. That one. I re- I remember seeing the trailers for it in theaters, but only a couple of times. Mm. And then outside of that, like y- you didn't like you didn't see like a uh, like a YouTube like like you know like sometimes you get movie trailer pushed ads there and stuff. Yeah, it just kind of fell under. But I do remember seeing it w- when it was coming out. But I guess like when I'm like or like obviously that's bad. Like that performance is bad. Like not the you know what I mean the. The box office performance is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in terms of like these inflated, like these really inflated movies, like um, just I've I've been hearing the the term Marvelization. So like you know, everyone sees these Marvel movies. They have like two hundred, two hundred fifty million dollar budgets, and they're the box, uh, the worldwide box office is just enormous. Yada yada yada. So like when the when some I'm not saying I'm not saying everyone and on every other movie, but when a movie like has a higher budget and they just maybe just like they make they make more than, you know, yeah, more than their budget. But it's not some absurd amount like it just I don't know. It's. It's a weird it's a weird thing about movies right now, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think this movie would be this successful today because. I, I saw an interview clip the other day, which I, that's like something I do a lot is I just ran, watch random interviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I watched an interview with Jennifer Lopez where she was, I don't know when it was from, but she was talking about like how it's hard. Oh, she was talking about her most recent Marry Me that mm-hmm. did you, oh, I went with Brittany to see yeah. that. But it was actually like, it was, it was pretty good for romantic comedy. Like it, it was not bad, but it obviously wasn't like anything spectacular, but. That's kind of her lane. Like, you know, she's right. she's good at those. Um, and she was kind of saying, like, you know, it's hard to make a movie now in general because everybody wants, like, over the top. You know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, f- I don't know if fantastical is the word because, like, I know Marvel's... Top. It goes hand in hand with over the top. But, like, Marvel's, in my opinion, it's not like... Like, I know, obviously it's not realistic, but it's not, like, fan- fantasy. Or, like, in my head, that seems different. Like, Percy Jackson is fantasy mm-hmm. versus, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, weirdly, not to go on a tangent about Marvel, but because people would always say, like, all these things about how Marvel was, like, super crazy action and, like, you know, just unbelievable, like, casting and, like, intensity, I was, like, so shocked when I watched, like, you know, like, the Spider-Man with Tom Holland and then, like, Black Widow um the yeah like that there were like normal scenes because like sometimes when you watch superheroes when you're a kid like you don't see them develop as a superhero like it's very like it just is so it's like they they don't seem normal at all versus in those movies like since their identities are like secretive you know like they are normal 
I don't know. I just I was surprised at like how there were some scenes in like Black Widow or like in. I think that's. Do you, go, do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, and I think that's why that's why a lot of people have have liked these movies so much. Like, yeah, why they've blown up, like why they've because I mean, at the same time they're kind of getting they're kind of. I'll, I'm okay. I'm going to speak specifically on the like the fa- like the early phase stuff, like the, the from Iron Man 2008 to like. I guess we can we can one. come up we can come up to like, uh, we can come up to Infinity War. Well, I haven't. Yeah, seen I'm not Infinity gonna. War. Okay. I'm not gonna say too much. Speci- I'm not gonna say specifically, but like in the individual movies, and I'm not. T- I like it, although there is some. It does happen within the Avengers movies, but. In the individual like character movies, for sure there's like it's not just nonstop gung ho action. There is character development. Yeah, that's why. Do you know how the big the how uh, with the Infinity Stones and stuff? Right, but do you know how uh, Endgame ends? Yeah, Iron Man dies. Yeah, so like, sorry, spoiler. Yeah, so like, <laughs> but I think everybody right, knows right, that. right, right. <laughs> um, I was gonna, I was gonna say how if you said that you didn't, but yeah, um. No. Like basically that whole that whole like saga the, the I don't remember what they call it now, um, but that whole section of movies, like that whole arc, you see Tony Stark go through in that whole arc. So like there is there's character his character development throughout the whole thing. Other characters go through similar levels of development. His is obviously more close to the center of the right of the Princess. optics for everything. Right. Yeah. But that's why a lot of people really like that. And right, now, but I think to the like, sorry, you were talking. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> what I was just gonna say was like now, like once we get past it and are going into all this newer stuff, um, they it's hard for them to do that because the, everything is ramped up so much for them to cut back and then do that kind of small scale like character building stuff again. Although it's happening, yeah, it's much harder to get through because we're kind of used to like the bigger picture of things yeah. now with those movies specifically. No, that's true. I just, like, I feel like that's a misconception. Like, it feels like, no disrespect to Jennifer Lopez, but it's like, are you actually, did you actually watch the movies to come to that conclusion? Because, I mean, I see what she's saying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's action, but, like, it's it's not, like, any, it's not the public's fault that they're entertained by action. Action movies have been around right. forever, and technology's just gotten better, so they're good. Right. That doesn't mean that romance movies can't be good, but it's, like... I don't think it's crazy that, or like it's, I don't know. I feel like the way the interview was talking about it, it was like implying that like, oh, like no one gives a shit about romance movies anymore. And so like, it's difficult to do them. And it's like, okay, maybe this is a hot take, but like your craft needs to evolve with the time Mm -hmm. and like public consumption. So if the public is not inherently interested in like, the quote basic like love story anymore of like haters to lovers or mm-hmm. you know whatever like then you need to evolve the story mm-hmm. because you can't keep making the same movie and expecting people to be entertained by it right so i love a good romance movie <laughs> but honestly it's been a long time since i've seen a an interesting one. new romance movie that i've liked mm-hmm. like i think the last one that was like um that like came out more recently because like obviously i've watched other rom-coms like clueless Mm -hmm. that came out before that you know whatever but like the proposal 
is probably like the last one that I saw that it was like really good. Actually, that's a lie. Love Hard. It's a Christmas rom-com that came out last year. That was probably the last good one I saw. Um, but it's like, it's so hard and like, it, you really, you have to be creative. The proposal was still better than Love Hard, but mm-hmm. like, that was at least one where I was like, oh, like, this is interesting. Right. Um, but most of them are like, boring. And I say this like, don't come for me, guys. Like, <laughs> I say this as like a fan of rom-coms, but it's like, come on. Like, I'm think- getting exhausted by the same ideas. So... If, go ahead if you want to add something first yeah. before I was going to get to my point about Dirty Dancing. I was just, my I guess my comment to that, I have kind of two different things. One is like, I think, I, they kind of go hand in hand. I think that um, for sure there's, there is and always will be a market for those kinds of movies. I think having tempered expectations as to what those movies have to offer and what they can expect in return is something that like needs to be kept in mind. But again, uh, just to kind of maybe look at uh, her uh, Jennifer Lopez's comments in like a different kind of from a different angle. I'm sure it's it's not that it's not that people. I don't think it's maybe necessarily not that people aren't watching them or aren't seeing them. I'm I would wager that not. I would wager that more people watch them streaming. Well, that's than what they I was going to say. I don't but, think there's really a space for them in the box office anymore because like one less people are just going to the theater in Mm -hmm. general and i don't think a lot of people are getting off their couch for like another rom-com it's like well i'd rather just stay in my pajamas at home they're going they're going for the top guns they're going for the marvel movies because you want the the, the crazy yes right um but like don't be mad that people i that's just the times and i think so i think i think it's two things then it's it could be potentially two things. The business side doesn't want to spool out money. They don't have to for that stuff because they know the return generally isn't going to be that great. If they like, if there's a, if you can have a low budget rom com with a, like with it maybe a name or two to pull, but mm-hmm. you can keep it low budget, then it's probably more worth it. Like if I think if they took, I think if rom coms took the route that Blumhouse takes with horror movies, it could it would be better. It could potentially be better for them. Where uh, so I I don't know if I've ever brought this up around you before, but um and I could be misspeaking a little bit um but they I'm pretty sure it was like an interview with like the head of Blumhouse that I was watching and this was years ago um his explanation was like they at least for a while I, it may have slowed down some but it may not have I guess I'm not I don't know what doesn't come out in theaters as much like stuff that sneaks into streaming or anything like that. But they were like hammering out horror movies, like anything they could think of, you know, here's this movie we're doing, making it on a $5 million budget and let's just get this thing out there. And then they just basically, you know, spend Mm -hmm. as little as they can while still making a serviceable movie. And all they need is for one to hit. Yeah. One hits, it pays for all of the duds. Yeah. So like, I think, if they took a more of an approach like that to rom-coms and I'm sure some places have just Blumhouse is such a huge name. So, and horror movies are obviously a little bit different. They're a little bit more the, I, I, the target audience is a little bigger, but anyway, um, I think that's part of it too, is like just the, the business side doesn't want to, doesn't want to put the money into it. So then when they don't want to put the money into it, 
I don't know. It just it's all working together yeah. against it from her point of view. And again, too, I think she she came up and got really popular and like kind of like you were saying in a different time. So it, it is having to adapt and evolve. And maybe she has. I don't know. But. I think also like I just this is becoming relevant and I wanted to talk about it. So it's kind of we'll get back into the movie. Yeah, but I just it's it's kind of relevant in the sense of like, OK, so like for this movie, for example, like these actors like the two main ones um is it jennifer gray was the mm-hmm. i think that yeah, was I think the, so. I think the woman mm-hmm. and then um patrick swayze now mm-hmm. I, like it's kind of okay i had never heard of really like either of them but like i'm sure obviously the, like most people probably know who they are from this movie okay or like you know, like it's I don't know I I think I saw that she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. but it's like you know there are a lot of actors who like had like their breakout um role you know like literally like thirty forty years ago, or like it could even be like twenty or ten years ago, mm-hmm. and just to tang or just to segue into what I was gonna say, which is like, don't you feel like famous people sometimes it's either like. There's famous people that, like, I just feel like are overstaying their welcome in the industry and just keep pumping out movies. Mm. And it's like, good God, like, just be done and, like, give us some new talent. But then also, I do feel like there's so many actors and actresses that, like, you know, when, like, one, like, a new show hits it and it's crazy. Like, let's use Stranger Things as as an example. Besides Winona Ryder... Who else from that cast who was really that well known? Uh, I guess it depends on your definition of well known. But point point being that, like, I'm just saying, there's so many TV shows and movies that get pumped out now that, like, so many actors are creating a new, like, a such a big name for themselves if they get one breakthrough role mm-hmm. and then they pump out as many projects. Oops, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just really heated here. They pump out as many projects as they can, and I just, I don't know. I feel like I. I kind of two different arguments here but like one is like i feel like actors are overstaying their welcome and just keep making movies because they can and make money and when it's like i know you have enough money mm-hmm. and then the so, other ones are rushing into it yes and then it's like i i assume their mentality is like well fuck like there's so many people in this industry get it and while if, it's hot yes yeah. because if i wait a year no one's gonna give a shit about my name anymore mm-hmm. so it's just that i feel like the pr- the pressure of being a young actor act or actress in the industry would not be fun um, because you're only probably known for that one role most of the time. Like, how many young actors and actresses can you name that, like, have had a lot of big roles across, like, multiple different... You know what I'm saying? Like, they're known for a lot of movies. Like, um, like um, what's... Oh, my God. What's the... Tom Cruise is, like, known for, like... Multiple big movies. Like, it's he's not just one movie. So, but I just feel like that's, and yes, people are young and he built that career over a long time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, I don't know that many actors who are known for like multiple big um, things. Like, the only one that I can really think of right now, and she's still like getting bigger, is Zendaya, who I just feel like has been in a lot of hit projects, but she's not like necessarily the star of all of them 
But like, I, I guess what I'm using for her as an example is like Euphoria is so big. Mm-hmm. And then like she was obviously in Spider-Man as like a crucial character, which was also a really big movie. Mm-hmm. And she was in Dune. So mm-hmm. it's like, like, and I guess like Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. also, he's yeah, getting his, there where his he's... Is, his catalog right now is big and it's all pretty good stuff. Yes. But it's like, it's definitely more rare. And I guess I'm curious if you think more about like, do you ever get annoyed that it feels like actors and actresses, like, why won't they just, like, be done? It kind of depends. It depends on... It, it depends because I feel like... I feel like... For sure, there's... Anybody that's just phoning it in, just for doing something for the pay... Using their name to get the spot, to get a paycheck. Like, those kinds of positions suck. Like, and it, it sucks seeing them and it sucks. Like, I'm sure it's not great for them either. Um, I, I'm not, I, I can't say any specific names of recent movies, but like, I think. Uh, of people overstaying their welcome. Yeah, I think. I got well, one for you. That recent movie with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Like, they're both such big name actors. Why are you still, just be done. You've had so many hit movies. Yeah, I think th- this is kind of, that's it was kind of something that I was getting into. And I don't know if it's the case for them, but. uh like uh, I was gonna use Robert De Niro. Oh sure. Um, I think like for him, I the think guy it was from a, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think for him, it was a um a money issue. I think like I think he like a lot of his money went to his ex wife mm. or something like that, or like constantly. So yeah. like then he he kind of he's kind of like he's kind of forced to keep doing it. You know, well, and it's like, like what what is he what, what's he gonna right right that's one of, that's yes. kind of my that's kind of my point yeah. where like yeah it sucks that he's doing it but like if you need the money it, it I understand that that's your career right. but if you're I know. I know J Lo has enough money. <laughs> like it'd be because also beyond movies, like she think... did American Idol for a while. Mm-hmm. She has a makeup brand. Like I'm just saying that she has like not just her, also like other people too have other companies now. Like I know this is kind of controversial, but like even like Kanye West, like he he could literally be done singing. Mm-hmm. Well, now Adidas dropped him, but like. Yeah. When he had Yeezy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now they have these other companies beyond what they got famous for that could literally, like, sustain him for the rest of his life. I would, I would imagine that more, more of the people who have been in the industry that keep putting them, getting themselves into things, I would imagine it's a couple of things. I would imagine one of it, part of it is probably they still like to do it. Like maybe it's like it's probably uh, like I'm sure some of the some of the movies that people make are difficult to make for sure, but I'm sure there's some that aren't, and that doesn't mean they make them good or bad movies. It's just <clears throat> excuse me, it's just how it is. But like at the same time too, if like I don't know about that, I don't know about her movie specifically, but like say some producer that comes to you and you have a conversation with this like producer or director or writer or whatever. You have this conversation with them and they pitch you this movie that like oh hey that sounds like fun or hey no, I like yeah, that like, and then I they get do it. it but then it turns into that and then they like it's if it if it's something that they put a lot of effort into and then they see that it doesn't do well and they have that mentality where it's like so like it to uh, to to us it looks like it's like oh she's like I don't I'm just gonna say this isn't she's phoning it in it's it's like she's just doing it to bankroll or whatever yeah when in reality just so happens that she just ended up in a spot where the movie just didn't get quite get made either the way it was supposed to or it just yeah. didn't turn out so hot. Well, and it's like 
I'm sure she she doesn't do you know, it's like not like J Lo's pumping out like as many movies as she did when she was younger, but it's like so she's probably more picky with scripts and like picks things that, you know, um she She wants to do. She's yes. not doing anything she doesn't want to do. No, but I also feel like it's not like I've seen a movie that she's done in a while that's like different. They but, all feel like it's not a challenge. Versus not, like, um, who's the actor who played Batman? Not not the recent Christian Bay. Bale. Yes, I've heard so he much about puts he all, everything has into any everything. Such right. so so much range. Um, Matthew McConaughey. I saw. I've never seen this movie, but is it Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, that one's good. I heard that movie. I saw like a clip, and like I didn't even recognize that that was him. Mm-hmm. So you can really tell, like, and him in True Detective, awesome. Yeah, so it's like, you know, like he's another one. He's got so many different iconic mm-hmm. roles where he really like challenged himself to play different characters Mm -hmm. and i just feel like in this day and age it is hard to play the same role and expect success because honestly i don't know why but that just fucking pisses me off that you expect us to pump out our cash or like you know you know like uh sacrifice money hardworking money from our wallets to go see the same performance and I'm sure I'm sure if an actor or actress listened to this podcast, they'd probably be like, well, you fucking try doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I I, do, I don't want to because I yeah. know I don't have the range to be like a successful actor and actress that is going to grab the attention of many. Also, great. Another great example of people overstaying their welcome, like. Like talk show hosts. Oh, OK, yeah. it's like that's on its way out anyway. They're like that viewership stuff is plummeting. That's true. But I still like watching like interviews when like people go on like television mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's like so many of those people like let some new blood in there to like draw in younger I, audiences. Honestly, that's what podcasts are for now. True. Like, late true. night, like kid, like younger audiences aren't watching late night TV. No, they're not. But it's like even like Saturday Night Live. Like it's. Uh, yeah, that's also. On its it's, way out. That's kind of sad because like. I think that's having shows like that that stand the test of time is really cool. But like But when they're when like, they're when they're like limping through the test of time, they're not like Yeah, well and like, like now that like they don't have like a lot of their cast members are not really that young like appealing to the young audience. Like now that Pete Davidson's gone, like why would I watch? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just I just feel like people have been saying that kind of stuff for like fair. a long time. And sorry, final point. Mm-hmm. I know you're not really a TikTok person, but like something that people talk about a lot on TikTok is like, um, wait, what does that say? 30 minutes. Oh my God. I've been talking so long no, about this. Fine. Um, <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the movie yeah, yet. Yeah, it's fine. It's not we're going to have to put in, we're going to have to put in the title, Dirty Dancing slash like rant film rant. Yeah, yeah. Um, also with like TikTokers, like I saw this and it made such good sense to me. Like why? Do, it's it's pub, the public doing this, but like, why do we keep making like, like so many people famous for like no reason? Like, um, and then they they try to get into something because mm-hmm. they have a following. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously, who comes to mind is like Addison Ray. Mm-hmm. Like she, I'm assuming you know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like she got famous for like dancing, but it's like then she like started acting, and then she like put out a song, and like now she's got a bunch of. Like she's got a beauty brand, so it's like 
they're getting all these plugs in right away so that they can make all their money while they're still in the spotlight. But it's like, and I would never like, I would never condone like sending anybody hate and saying that, you know, like they, Mm -hmm. we should kill their career. But it's like the fact that we've got so many people like that started and got the ball rolling that now we're just making a bunch of people who don't really have like that much talent, like famous. And, like, I know that's why everybody hates on the Kardashians, but, like, you know, I feel like for a while, like, they were, like, the main ones and, like, you know, like, Paris Hilton and stuff. Like, they were, like, the main ones making money for, like, kind of doing nothing. But now I feel, well, I still am a Kardashian fan. But, like, Mm -hmm. they do kind of, like, you know, all they do Mm -hmm. is, like, they exist and stuff. They kind of exist at this point. They existed, got famous because they were, like, entertaining, and now they make money Mm -hmm. through their businesses. But it's like we can't let everybody do that. Yeah. I think I think the reason the reason why it had like the whole TikTok star thing happens and, and and can be with YouTube and Twitch and stuff that but that's kind of different. But the whole TikTok star thing, I think the reason why that happens is because someone some somewhere along the line, some agent or some like some person in an office somewhere says, oh, shit, this person's getting hundreds of millions of hits on everything they post. Like, they're seeing the analytics behind that, and they're like, oh, shit, like, they've got so many fans. We gotta we do gotta, something. We gotta get, get them yeah. on board with whatever it is. But and, it's like, it's isn't it just so interesting? Because, like, I feel like I'm pretty well-versed in, like, knowing famous people. I mean, obviously, there's some that I don't know, but, like, I feel like I'm pretty good at knowing famous people. And now it's it's literally going to get to the point where, like, there's no way. Because there's, like, so many people on, like, Instagram who, eat, like, they have hundreds of millions of followers on Instagram. But, like, a normal average Joe who maybe isn't on social media or is but doesn't follow a lot of people has no idea who they are. But, like, someone, like, you know, I don't think he, I'm trying to think of someone really famous. So, okay, Elvis. I know he's dead. But, like. He doesn't have a big following, you know, on social media or like Elton John probably doesn't, even though they're such big icons and more people would know them. But like social media is making all these people who probably aren't that famous in the grand scheme of like public consumption. But like on in the in the age of TikTok and the range of like, you know, teens to like adult young adults like are just so well known. Uh, is this making sense? They're like what's <laughs> happening when the, with those people that are getting is like starting to branch out into other things and are are failing. Yeah, it's because the only people that know them are the people on those platforms. So like I'm like like I'm, I'm just... not gonna like if I like obviously I know who they are. Uh, like I'm gonna use Addison Rae as an example again. Yeah, like let's say like three years ago. Or I don't know whenever her blow up was, but I'm just gonna like use this. Like 2019, yeah. So okay, so three years ago, two years ago, if I see a trailer and she's like the star of this movie, I'm gonna be like, who the fuck is this? I know, but like, and it's not. Still... And I'm saying it's not gonna do anything. It's not gonna work. It's like a like. But she's still like considered famous. Yeah, yeah, but and it's it... like why she also got to be in a really iconic, like I mean the movie. I don't know a if the movie was that good, but like a the remake of a original classic. movie was iconic. My parents actually even watched that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, she was pretty good. And I was like, 
I, and I haven't seen it. So like maybe she was, but like, I just find that so hard to believe <laughs> that she was a good actor. And I just, it, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like any, like some, it's very hard to be a young, like re like, you know, actually good actor. Mm -hmm. Like I watched that new scream movie, mm -hmm. the scream five, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how well you remember it, but the main girl in that, like not Jenna Ortega, mm -hmm. like yeah, her yeah. sister. Yeah. Jenna Ortega is a very good actress mm -hmm. for like how young she is. The other girl, it just felt like she wasn't that good. Like mm -hmm. there were some times, but like she, I feel like there are, it's rare now, but I feel like we should be highlighting those actors who like can do really good acting all the time rather than people who just like, do yeah. and maybe I it's think, no but, different like the tiktokers being famous it's really no different than like the surge of like teen dramas and a bunch of like actors who it's like okay well some people know you but you're kind of like bottom of the mm -hmm. totem pole if you will mm -hmm. um i think i think the thing you run into is you re uh, you realize that the the truly truly talented people the number's pretty small yeah when you start putting them in stuff we it kind of goes back to the typecast conversation. We are are part of the conversation earlier, you know, where like they did really good in this spot. So then Studio B says, "We want you to come play a character much like this character." So then they go do that because yeah. they know they can. Because that studio knows at least knows that they have that in their like on their resume. You yeah. know, like oh, we need that, so bring that here. And then that's what ends up happening. That can end up happening in circles. But I think too. Well, and it, then the it, actors will be like, "Oh, I got typecast," and it's like, "Well, you then you have to pursue to try to show your range." Clearly, like if you're not getting picked up for other projects and you are actively like auditioning, mm -hmm. it's because you don't have good range. Well, no, I think I would say, or it's clearly not visible. Well, see, that's where the typecast thing can come into play, right? Um, where like you're you're not auditioning because you're getting calls about for, like parts that they want you to come play because they know you did those parts. Yes, I, I understand what you're what you're saying, but if people don't like getting typecasted, yeah. then turn down those roles right, right. and which pursue they do. other auditions. Which, which they do. And I understand there's probably times where they do pursue other auditions and people are like just you know, work. we don't like right. you for this character, but I don't think that's always sometimes it probably is like the producers and whoever's mm -hmm. making the movie they're kind of probably being assholes and being like i think we a, only want you for this role i think a huge part of it is business and that analytics. probably does happen a lot and that is unfortunate but mm -hmm. i just feel like i don't know i just i think that that's sometimes unfortunately like inevitable sometimes and like people get around it mm -hmm. like people get around typecasting so like it is possible right and maybe you do just have to be lucky or you have to be better at I think, acting. I think the people the people that get away with that get away with it. The people that do it successfully are the ones that have been have been around the block. Yeah. Like for sure like young actors and actors, like young actors, I'm just actors all encompassing. Um they they kind of have no choice. Because if you look at all the, if you look at the great, like the greats right now, if you look at all the stuff they did at the beginning, they were in a load of dog shit. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I think it's part of the process, too, that you just kind of got to power through. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just, that's a topic that I think is really interesting. Like, fame. Like, what is it going to be in, like, a few years? I feel like it just, I, do you know who Emma Chamberlain is? I don't think so. 
she's a youtuber and like pretty big one probably the probably one of the biggest like you know up with like jenna marbles like you know like pretty like very well-known female youtuber Mm -hmm. and she had a podcast where she was saying like i feel like there's gonna be a point where like it's just gonna be like everyone has some sort of following and is famous to some people because we're fame is no longer like so unattainable with the internet Mm -hmm. and i just thought that was a really interesting take but to get back into the movie do you know (laughs) Like, did Patrick Swayze or Jennifer Grey, like, did they do a lot of other yeah. big roles? Yeah, I, I, like, in my opinion, for sure. Um, Besides Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what else for Jennifer Grey, or you don't know? Um, she was in, uh, she was in, uh, they were, uh, she was in another movie with Patrick Swayze. Um, granted, hmm. she wasn't, like, a major part of it, but uh, Red Dawn. Oh, I've heard of that. The Yeah, yeah, so the, that's one that's been remade since, but. Was this so? This was neither of their breakout roles. Uh, it was probably their first movie that made this much money. I could be wrong about that, so don't don't quote me. But it's it. I'm seeing it said hers her breakout role was in whatever I said earlier. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, and then, oh gosh, but I'm trying to look like, uh. Like I, I just watched last night, uh, Point Break. That was a big movie with, uh, with Patrick Swayze. Did you just Keanu hear that? Reeves. Oh, my jaw just popped. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was in Ghost, which I don't know how that did. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, what I else? see that opposite Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, and Tony Goldwyn. All big names. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how did that do. Not it didn't do great opening weekend. <laughs> but also, this is funny. No, um, it did good. Patrick Swayze's Wikipedia. It says Patrick Wayne Swayze was an American actor, dancer, and singer known for part- playing distinctive lead roles, particularly romantic, tough, and comedic characters. He was also known for his media image and looks. People magazine named Swayze the sexiest man alive in 1991. I just that's a very interesting, mm-hmm. like little intro part but i would say i would say dirty dancing point break ghost uh he was roadhouse is is it isn't a particularly good movie but it's like a classic movie i really i like it don't get me wrong i like it i like uh roadhouse it's it's fun but um but um i feel like we can literally i feel like for this movie like we don't need to go through all the scenes because mm-hmm. like I think in general we can just talk about it because I don't think a lot of scenes were that. um, I think, yeah, just like just like kind of general themes and stuff. Because I mean, if we're being honest, I think you would agree with me when I say this is. I mean, we're kind of joking about it when we were watching it, but it's it isn't particularly exciting or it's not bad, but it's like it's not really good. It's kind of just it's kind of just the whole the whole. It's like the whole thing is just like, like, meh. Like the whole, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the response. But I think the whole thing is like the whole thing they're leaning on is like the whole, uh, sexy, quiet, like steamy, <laughs> like type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering, like, you know, maybe if I was like younger when this movie came out, or like, you know, like if I was a teen when this movie came out, like, I could maybe see like myself being like really 
you know, excited by it. Like, you know, like sometimes when you rewatch old movies, like romance movies that came out like before you, you're like, why was this such a big thing? It's not even that good. Which like, like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I it, just, I'm, I, sorry, I'm on the IMDb page and the, and one of the videos is playing through. It's when they're like making out and undressing each other. Um, I just imagine this movie. Imagine if none of the music was in it, and you just and it was just like <laughs> just like Mike in the room. Like this is what this is what this happened. Like you know, yeah. Just how like ridiculous That's, the entire thing would be yeah, to sit and watch. Yeah, and I mean it's like okay. Here, here are my main takeaways. One, I'm an idiot because. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's called Dirty Dancing, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, I didn't really think about what that meant until you you put on like the like the page where it's like play. Oh, the the DVD menu. Yeah. And I saw like, you know, a bunch of little like like screens Mm -hmm. of like little previews of the uh, dancing. Yeah. And how the dancing was like super. um, What do you what would you say? Sexual. I was going to say risque, but, you know, sure. Uh, provocative. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Um, and it's like, I, I obviously it's in the title, but like I just didn't really think about what that meant. I thought it was going to be more innocent than it was. Um, also, it's kind of my first thought was like, this is the kind of dancing that came out in like a really big movie back in the 80s. And parents who were young when this movie came out now are mad at the way like kids dance when it's <laughs> like you were dancing bad too mm-hmm. like they were literally grinding it's just they didn't call it that right or at least they didn't in the movie i don't think right um but yeah definitely very provocative and like it was i was actually surprised too about the abortion storyline um woke honestly but um can you Google, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but can you Google when uh, Roe v. Wade was passed? I think it was like 1971, but can you just double check? Because this would have been like then like 16 years after. So it's like... 73. Oh, 73. And, this, and, the, okay, and the movie took place in the 60s, right? Oh, oh, shit. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so that was when it was illegal, correct? Or it was like... Only legal in some states versus like Roe v. Wade made it like universal access, I think. I think maybe it depended on each state, but it was very, it wasn't like you couldn't just go to the doctor, which is why they had that underground path of like going to like a sketchy guy. <laughs> um, but honestly, like an interesting take that I didn't think they were like, I didn't, I've never watched a movie that was, that took place that far back um, that like touched on like such a, issue that's so controversial now see like it's like yeah like it, it i don't know it touched on it but it kind of it kind of it with this particular movie it just kind of feels like it It just used it as a plot device to give like it, it didn't feel like it was done in in like a way like because it was just like a oh quick ho hum here oh yeah I can get you the money here's the money go get it done gets it done oh I'm sick and then the the dad comes in and makes it better and then well it kind of showed that like she cared and like that baby cared about Penny mm-hmm. right so like it kind of showed her like character development and then like 
uh, Johnny, like, later says, like, you know, I he kind of, like, makes fun of her at first, but then he ends up being like, oh, like, you really care about others, and that that's, like, something he likes about her. Mm-hmm. And I think using a condition like that, or, like, you know, using abortion as a device is, like, it showed, like, a serious issue. Because, like, they could have gone the classic route of, like, oh, she breaks her ankle. But like I'm, I actually was. I feel like I have a different yeah. opinion. Whether or like I think that that was kind of unique, I, rather yeah, than the yeah, classic. Yeah. Like she's sick. Yeah, right. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But at the, uh, but kind of just alongside of that kind of mm-hmm. thought, though, is like I feel like a lot of the focus, a lot of the focus was less on her and the fact that she had to do it. Like that's like what she had to do, and more of how it affected those around her. Right. Because mm. like, like it happened to her, but so now the main the main characters have to dance together. But then at the same time, the other the the dickhead that knocked her up Robbie. in the first place, like his whole like thing, where like it was to it was kind of a used to show how shitty he is. It would it would like you know it just that happening to her like that that like occurrence was more of a more uh, front and center than that her character. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think they had enough time to really examine how that was going to yeah, affect yeah, yeah. her because yeah. she wasn't the focus. Right. I know. I'm just, I guess, I, I guess my, my point is just that, um, it, I think if, I don't know, it just, I do feel like if the movie if, if, was made today and they touched on it, it like would they did, feel plopped in. Yes. It would, it would feel like a, Way to like get attention for being like yes for sure said like it, yeah it whoa didn't, you it, put that in your movie <laughs> it, it, it definitely wasn't like it definitely wasn't put in there for brownie points it wasn't put in there to virtue to signal woke. right <laughs> if that were if that happened, it's just woke now yes 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 that's <laughs> like I don't want to give off the impression that that's my thought yeah it's because for sure a hundred percent if that kind of thing was put into a movie now. That it would be impossible not to completely question the motives. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, again, I think I did this in another podcast episode, but I was just looking up again what woke means. Alert to injustice. So I was correct, I think, yeah. in what I was saying. Yeah. But. And I think, I think, like, current, like, right now, it's like a, like a overcompensation towards that side, I think, is what a lot of people, how a lot of people use it. Overcompensation towards what? Towards, like, political correctness or like attention or whatever whatever however you define it uh-huh. like i think a lot of people use woke as like a as a way to label the people who have taken it to an extreme level yeah you know what i mean yeah um i thought that was just interesting that they chose to do that as a plot point um and then my other main takeaway you already know is well actually there's two one the iconic dance at the end, I said earlier, used to do that on Just Dance. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It was great. <laughs> and I knew that song was from that movie, mm-hmm. but I did. I had never seen the movie because obviously it wouldn't have been appropriate when I was like 12 playing <laughs> Just Dance. Um, but I can't believe I never knew Don't Put Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner mm. was from this movie. Because the way people would always say that, I was like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you, w- you would say, like, nobody puts the baby in the corner. But now I'm realizing it's her name. Mm-hmm. So it makes so much more sense. But also, weird. 
Because now seeing the scene, was she in a corner? I mean, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she was in the in between but them. But kind and it was, of, and it was, and it, it was but like it wasn't, a jetted think, out wall. But I don't think it was necessarily physical, just physical space. I think the idea was. I think nobody it, tells her what to do. Yeah, yeah. Nobody like. But it just is so backs her away from what she wants. I like, know, she, but it's she, she so gets what she random wants, sort of that thing. that's where that's from. Yeah. Like nobody and just nobody puts baby in the corner and then like takes her. It's like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? What? Mm-hmm. It just felt so weird knowing that that's what it's from. And it's like so many people say that I've heard that reference so many times in my real life and on television. Mm-hmm. I bet I could Google like nobody puts baby in the corner references and shows and tons would come up. Yeah, those are my main main takeaways. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just the, I mean, in terms of the the whole like the whole like uh, you know kind of bad boy good girl thing. Mm-hmm. I think the way this movie did it was a little bit more. It was the the way this movie did it, in my opinion, is uh, on the better half of the, of how of other movies that have done it. Just because it's clear from the beginning, although he was kind of a prick when it came to learning dancing and accepting new people into his circle. Yeah, it's clear from the beginning that he's a good guy. Like overall, yeah, he, he's a he good guy. He wasn't that bad. He, I've he, seen movies where the guy is worse right it's not like it's not like one of those things where they're turning a hopeless person into like right he didn't have this huge there wasn't this huge like like lesson to overcome like it was like it was more of like a it was more of them opening up to each other um kind of they both had kind of thoughts on each other going in they learned more about each other but then at the same time like it's I think the bigger thing, like they know from early on that they're cool together and it's the outside factors that are fighting against that. Right. Yeah. Which I guess that's kind of the thing all the time. Like, but, well, that kind of begs the question of like, I mean, it's kind of Romeo having and Juliet. Yeah. Always having like the bad, even though it's less extreme in this case, but like having like the, the quiet good girl fix the bad boy. Doesn't that kind of like just perpetuate like uh, a norm for young yeah. girls yeah, yeah. of like, you can fix them, honey. And it's like, if you were, if you were a dad, would you want your daughter going after men that are gonna hurt them a lot before I think, that they, like, I, you know, before right. they reach harmony? And I would say, I would say with this, the, with this um, movie specifically, though, it's more of a. I think there's more classism going on, mm. like you know, because she brought it up to him. You wanted me to go to. Uh, become a doctor. I was just talking uh, become in general, a, but, Right, yeah. right. But become a lawyer and marry a guy from Harvard, yes, yada, yada, yes. yada. Um, Definitely very classist. So, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate that, like, idea, like, classism. Or, like, I, <laughs> let me rephrase. Hmm. I mean, I don't <laughs> like classism, but I'm saying I don't like that as, like, a device in yeah, yeah. movies. Yep. Jesus Christ. It's there. Um, it's, it, it happens a lot. <laughs> that could have made me look real bad. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not rich, so yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. understand what it's like to look down on people who yeah, are people. less than. But I'm just saying, I always think find that interesting in movies is like sometimes it's overdone. But like in this case, it was kind of like 
it was not as like put on focus, but like it was definitely there. Like, right. oh, well, like, like he's not me, good enough for you. But it's not like, oh, he just does drugs. It's like, fair, no, it he's a hardworking boy. So it's like, what right. really do you have a problem with? It wasn't. And I, I really don't think either it was a. this really wasn't a huge case of overbearing parent. No, because she's she's there with them for the summer. I'm pretty sure she's in college already. I think that's what they were saying at the beginning, or she's about to start college or something. Well, she wants to do the Peace Corps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my point being, like, when she's there with her parents, they're not, like, hovering over her. No. She's doing whatever. They're, like, not really into it, that it, much. It wasn't until, like, she brought her dad in to help her out with the stuff. That right, he kind and of asked him like, for hey. money. He's like, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, the whole thing. Like, hey, I gave you money when you asked for it. I didn't mm-hmm. ask too many questions. And it's it's her, like... Her dad's reaction to that kind of stuff going on isn't particularly unwarranted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the the persistence on some of the some of the stuff, like in, insisting that he was guilty of stealing the wallets and stuff like that. Like that's where it's too much. But like just the general, like, okay, you're getting the, yourself into these situations that you shouldn't be getting yourself into. Yeah, you're sticking around with us for the rest of this trip. That's not that absurd. I'm not yeah, saying it's. I agree. But it's just. I don't it know. wasn't that crazy. I guess thinking about it more, the 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 movie, the stuff that happens in the movie isn't that is is could make for a good movie to watch. It was just this one was kind of it was just kind of slow rolling and hokey a little bit. Like yeah, the, the and themes the and the things that happen, like are aren't. It's not like it's it doesn't make sense or it like no, is yeah. annoying or there anything. was no like plot holes really. I mean, just like the dance sequences were obviously long and like there was a lot of slow movement mm-hmm. and like i don't know i'm not I really that... i don't really like like watching like really long performances of any kind like in oh. musicals or like in a movie that's centered around performing mm-hmm. and so i mean they obviously have to put that in there because it's called dirty dancing <laughs> yeah. but like that's why i just i watched i picked this movie because i knew it was a classic yeah. and i just wanted to be able to say well, i've right, seen it right that's kind of the point that's the point of a lot of the movies we bring we, but i'm not in, so once again i don't plan on rewatching yeah. this movie it's very much a one and done because mm-hmm. i don't really understand like why people would be obsessed with it but like mm-hmm. um nostalgia probably part of it uh, right so that's what i'm saying if you saw it when you were younger i could see that because like or I or if you that... or if you were kind of conditioned to liking it like early like yeah, like early on in yeah, your life yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's like um it's i guess it's kind of like the way i feel about like mean girls like mm-hmm. i just rewatched that and like first of all we should watch that yeah. um but that movie obviously lots of it does not age well um like you know they just a lot of language like you wouldn't you know say anymore. Yeah. Um. Is and is like deemed offensive. But like again, it's a classic, and I rewatched it, and I was like, you know, even though like it doesn't age very well, like I still feel like people, everyone agrees, like it's a hilarious like classic mm-hmm. teen well, movie, and I just think that that's maybe how like how people feel about like Dirty Dancing being like mm-hmm. classic, but it's not like anything spectacular. It's kind of like with that movie, like it's not anything crazy mm-hmm. but it's funny and people love to have it as a go-to to watch when right. they're bored <laughs> i think i think the just to use mean girls as an example or to like kind of back up what we've been saying like that movie specifically is probably much more like air quotes iconic or like you know well like kind of 
holding its ground in people in like slightly younger than me, mm-hmm. like maybe a year or two younger than me to like 10 years older than me. Like maybe a little it's less. It's more iconic, you think, to that for, for age? Our, for, my, for like the millennial group. Oh, so you're discluding me from that? No, no, no. I'm just saying like <laughs> I think the reason, I think it's more likely that it 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 has fond memory for that yeah. age group. And obviously there's people that are grandfathered in for sure. Like like anyone with older siblings, like younger siblings yeah. who have. Well, I mean, it did come out in two thousand four. Right, you were three, right? Yeah. 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 So like, <laughs> well, it's. I was at least ten. The, like, you know what's crazy is Mean Girls and like High School Musical also comes to mind because that came out in like two thousand six. How, how were those like still popular and they still make like DVD like, releases, home release was, but they huge. still make like. Like, I remember going to Kohl's when I was, like, 14, 15 and mm-hmm. seeing, like, Mean Girls references on shirts. Like, you can't sit with us. And it's, like, literally, like, Lindsay 10 Lohan. years later, they were still pumping out clothes and getting them to sell. And, yes, I know, like, Target does that. Like, you know, like, they'll mm-hmm. still m- make, like, friends throwback, t-shirts. Throwback stuff. Yeah. But I just, it's, it weirdly, I do feel like friends at least for my generation, people acknowledge that it's like, oh, a throwback, like we weren't there for this. It was like the but, biggest show on television. <laughs> right, but like Mean Girls was like, oh no, this was our childhood versus like Friends was like before our time, but it's like a class. You know what I'm, do you understand? There's I like a say, difference. I would say, I mean, obviously, okay, I would, I would, no, I think it's fair. I think it's okay for me to say it this way. I think both of those have the both of those can have the same effect the problem with mean girls is its proximity to your like it's more age, relatable like with, no 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 with just with your like friends seems so much longer ago than mean girls so yeah. the idea of it being uh, the idea of but there being really a, not the idea of there being like a like mid 2000s throwback yeah is kind of weird and it's something that when you were oh. like you weren't alive during friends well when did friends end uh, that's a good question. Because I thought it was in the early 2000s, but maybe I'm wrong. Because that's why I was using it as a comparison. To, yeah, 2004. So yeah, ni- 94 so that's to what I'm 2004. Saying. But the bulk of its runtime was like well before you were born. I know, but it was still around and people still watch it now, even though they know it's like an old classic or whatever. But I just feel like. Mean Girls, it was like people from my generation acknowledge that as like a core movie from our girlhood. And it's like, well, it's really wasn't like you were grand. You were kind of grandfathered into it. Yes. Yes. But it's like, what movies then do we have that came out that we actually all. I mean, there's definitely some, but I can only think of Disney Channel original movies rather than Mean Girls is not a Disney movie. Obviously, it's I would look. uh, I would look probably around the 2013 to. 20, maybe 2012 to 2015, 2016 range. I guess like Pitch Perfect. Yeah, there you go. That's a big one. But I just, I feel like it's, I just think that's so interesting. Uh-huh. But yeah, I definitely think if I didn't have my three older siblings that it would be like, I would have never, I mean, I credit them to have, making me have good movie taste, but also good music taste. Because mm-hmm. like, if I didn't have them, I would have never listened to like anything. Yeah. I, I 100% am kind of in the same I'm kind of in the same position with who I grew up with, like you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an older sister. 
all of my older all of my like f- like extended family members that I would be around were older mm-hmm. like I was always always around older people I was I would never hung out with younger people you know what's so interesting about that is you strike me as like the all-knowing older sibling when you've always been the baby you know what I'm saying because you're very much like I don't know. My, I would say <laughs> like you're you're like a okay. I don't mean this in a mean way. I no. think you you know that yeah, you yeah, do yeah. this, but like how you like are a know it all in the sense of like you know a lot about a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and you often give your opinion because you know a lot about like you have knowledge and wisdom to like share, which is like an older sibling thing, and it's like obviously you you can do it with like you can share with me, and it still works the same because I am younger. But I still feel like you do that with people who are older than you, even though you're like you've been you grew up as like the baby like me. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I think part of that stems from like. Uh, when I was growing up, I was kind of like, I mean, it's still the case now, like. like I would you... I would be the person to go figure out like if i'm in a group of people and we don't know how something's working or like what what yeah. to do i'm going to be the one to go figure it out do you think that was because you wanted to show the older kids like i'm valuable and i have things to contribute um no i don't think so i think it came out of habit i i mean yeah okay i'm going to say yes but no yes <laughs> okay. but in a different context because growing up like i had an older cousin that i would hang out with a lot yeah. And I always wanted to live up to, like, I wanted to be, I wanted yeah. to keep up with yeah. him. Yeah. So I would go out of my way to make sure, like, I can, like, get ahead. So, like, whenever he was around, I could, like, try to keep catching up. Yeah. And that kind of mentality, I think, just kind of stretched in. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, part of it, 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 like, through, like, middle school, like, I was, uh, my friends, like, and I, we would, like, like we would make movies, we would like make just a bunch of stupid like videos and yeah. do all that kind of stuff. But it was like basically we would all dive in to try to learn different parts of that. Mm-hmm. So like our hobbies were like, even though they it wasn't just movies and stuff because we switched between hobbies all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just how it was. So like since we were switching so often, we were having to go out and learn new things so often. Yeah. And like that just that is when it comes to certain hobby like hobbies, that's the part I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. the digging in. So then when you, you do learn you know. a lot, you do learn a lot. <laughs> and then it's just like if if you retain a lot of information in that in that brain. Yeah. Some stuff I wish I could change out with other more useful stuff, but Oh, wouldn't that be nice if yeah. there was like a tr- like an empty Mm-hmm. Uh, or just or like a like an exchange like a like I'm a gonna swap my useless knowledge about how to play the hot cross buns on the recorder yeah for how government works yeah well <laughs> I mean I would imagine it would be equivalent exchange so I don't think that would necessarily be a fair trade but <laughs> uh, I thought I have, that was a good one I have thought about that before though it's like huh like if like I like in these last couple of years I've been really going ham on golfing it's like. It's like oh, if I could trade all of my guitar skills and put mm. that into golfing, like that would no, like, no, no. I'm not saying cool. no. I'm not saying I would want to. Oh, I'm just saying oh. like if I could, yeah, I could pretend like if I could take you some could, of these resources, yes. and because they're put both them about something else, equivalent hobbies that you enjoy. Like the time, the time that it took to get right. them to their points, right, right, is a decent chunk. So like 
that would that something like that would be able to make a like my guitar playing would make a sizable chunk towards something else whereas it's like i don't know if it's like i know i know how to play chess like that like wouldn't like that oh, wouldn't you know how to play chess yeah and Brittany's learning oh my god she wanted to learn i want to know how to play chess it's that's like something that's like a much smaller time commitment so it wouldn't be worth as much yeah. to put towards something else yeah no that's fair I have a lot of that, a lot of little stupid stuff that, it's not stupid, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you dabbled, you I've, dabbled in. A lot, yes, it's, but anyway. I, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think anything about the movie specifically, and I don't, like, we could, we could do, we could do our, our quick little bits. I don't think we need to put too much thought into them with this particular movie because if anyone listening hasn't figured out, we weren't really super into this one. It didn't really <laughs> grab us that much. And I think last week we kind of groaned when it got picked a little bit. Yeah, we did. We I don't know if you could hear it in the mics or like if Probably. that'll be in the episode, but when we like we all like were laughing. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, if if it's picked up on stuff and and it's not and it's salvageable, I'll make sure it was in Okay. There. But yeah, it's it's definitely one of the movies that I just wanted to get off, and now it's done. Um, but I mean, I'll run through my answers right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to pick "Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner" as like my favorite quote because it was just so I so unexpected, and I didn't know it was from this movie. But also, when she was <laughs> when she goes to the party and she's I like, carried a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. It was just so like awkward girl. Like, what is she doing here? I carried a watermelon. <laughs> it was funny. So that I liked that one. And then, um, oh, no. And then you go ahead. I, 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 that's what I was thinking was the watermelon line. <laughs> that, there was another one that I laughed at, but what was it? Oh. Hmm. Damn it. It was funny, but I can't. Let me look. While you look, yeah. Um, just to go into our other, our other bit, um, spin off or kill off. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, um, oof. I don't think any. I don't think there's anything particularly interesting about the spin off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess you could. I guess if you really wanted to, you could do another. You could do two, maybe two different things. You could do another visit, like of the same resort or the same like getaway place. Maybe like I don't know if you would want to do it at the very start or towards or like after some more development. But obviously, it was clear that the guy who runs the place was gonna was changing his view. Yep, He's like, oh yep. hey, we got to get this stuff going instead. So like, you could maybe take it down the road and take like highlight some of the trials and tribulations that came with that yeah or um you could uh i don't know you could turn you could make it you could turn it into a, a thing where patrick swayze's character like um maybe gets more professional about it or something and kind of go from there i don't think yeah. i don't think baby would follow that route in terms of the professional no. dance but she could still be there it's not like it she w- would need to be absent from the movie right but um, it would turn it into a completely different vibe for sure. But and honestly, there might be like sequel type things for this. I have no idea. But yeah, I, I have no idea either. Do you find your quote? No, 
I'm just going to give up. But it is funny because I Carried a Watermelon is on the list of iconic quotes. And I just thought that was something that we... There was one that was kind of mean, but also kind of interesting was the go back to your playpen, baby, which was kind of like a good zinger. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was later in the movie, but I don't... uh, Whatever. But don't you remember, like, I laughed out loud at something... What? No, uh... I was just gonna say there they I, I there is a prequel that eventually came out and I remember oh. I know it by its name, but not I didn't see it or really know, know what happened with it. But Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Oh, I remember hearing of it, but it's a prequel apparently. Interesting. Is it a prequel? Reusing the same basic plot but transplanting it from upstate New York to Cuba <laughs> on the cusp of the Cuban Revolution. Uh, no. Patrick Swayze <laughs> appears as a dance instructor. That's I love I I'm saying no to the fact that they that's how they described it using the same basic plot. No, that's Wikipedia saying. That. Oh oh okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with like the spinoff with like Johnny, like seeing his journey maybe more, but I also don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the sister. For kill off, like yeah, she yeah. was just so unnecessary. Like really, the only th- purpose she served there two things. I think she did two things. She kept them there <laughs> when they were going to leave. Oh, that's right. Uh, and I think she was supposed to be the contrast. Like yeah, like because they both kind of came in on the same foot, same footing. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. obviously the baby was a little more reserved, more reserved. Yes, whereas I think her sister was more blissfully unaware. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's just the. I think that's why she was there as a yeah. foil. But a I don't, foil, good, good um, film term yeah. there. But yeah, I, I'd be inclined to agree with you. It wasn't that I don't think her role was important. Yeah, but um, honestly, sorry everybody that we didn't <laughs> like it very much. Um, I feel like overall, Again, not bad, not good. Don't really care that I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that I watched it. Right. Um, like, I, I, I 100% believe in the idea that, like, everything is worth watching at least once. Like, I'll... Mm, eh, yeah. I mean... I can think of one movie that does not need to be watched. What's that? <laughs> well, what is it? The Human Centipede should have never been created. <laughs> It's just so fucked up that I just that that's what came to mind when you said that. Yeah, see, like, but since it was created, I that could fall under your um, mantra. But that should have never been written down onto a script. <laughs> like when they were going through all the steps, they didn't think about how fucked up it was. But oh, yeah. they knew, and they were like, "Ooh, it'll get money." <laughs> that's no. Don't spend your money on that, kids. See, here's the thing, though. They made that, and everybody knows. Even the like, even like more people that haven't seen it, like than seen it, know what it is. Yeah, but you shouldn't watch it because you shouldn't support it. So don't watch that one once. Eh, it's a little too late for that. Have you seen? It? <laughs> I have not seen it front to back. I did watch the whole first movie. Actually, that's a lie. You you listened to the whole first movie. No, I watched, oh, and then did? I. I ran upstairs, uh, not screaming, but like I went to a Halloween party and we were watching it and I, okay, you haven't seen it, but I, I, it's more gross than, well that, yeah, I got, I lost, I tapped out 
it was probably about halfway through, maybe like three quarters, once they were together. And that's when I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, and I went upstairs and then my friends turned it off because they were like, oh, we, you know, we don't want you to be scared. Mm-hmm. But like, I can still tell you like everything that happens because it was so mm-hmm. weird. But that's the only one. But yes, this movie should have been watched <laughs> once. I agree. All right. Now we can spin a wheel, but you have to say yes. Uh, Your new pick. So my new pick for this week is uh, Human Centipede. No. Oh my god! I was like, damn, he's going into this fast. No, I actually. Could you? If you did that, I would. I would veto. I'd be like, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, there. I'm there. I will say there uh, are certain movies that I may veto, knowing. If I I can't I've just know sleep. Just know I'll never put something on there that I don't think you can handle. You ne- you better never put Midsummer on there. I, no no no. I'm Th- like I said, that's that. not something we're just gonna throw you into. Like we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll ease you in. We'll okay. get you there eventually. Okay okay. okay but okay. like yeah, I'm definitely no no no. I'm not gonna put you in any kind of like psychological meat grinder or anything. <laughs> Obviously, um, you did that to me last Halloween, so... Oh, come on. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, Colton, it, I literally... Did Bernie not tell you that since then I've slept with a nightlight on every night? Yeah, that's not a huge deal. It's just a nightlight. <laughs> because I'm scared of the dark! It's okay. A lot of people are scared of the dark and haven't seen any horror movies. But I'm scared of the dark because of that movie. But I'm still going to watch Nope, even though it's by the same guy. Yeah, it's that's a, it's a completely different vibe. That movie is so good. That movie is so good. Is that one funny? Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got the same kind. You know, there's kind of little ha ha pokey funny moments in Get Out. It's it's no, kind of because I blocked out anything productive. <laughs> uh, what what name a funny moment in Get Out? Well, oh, just like actually, little jokes. Yeah, and the, stupid the friend. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Friend. Yep. Um. So it wasn't until. Uh, later today that i kind of remembered that i needed to come up with something because i've been so kind of i i wouldn't say hyper focused i've just kind of been a lot of my brainstorming has been around our next like season our next batch yeah um about kind of looking forward to some stuff for that and i don't i don't like obviously we can carry things over yes but if i'm being i'm being a little selfish by saying i don't want it to happen to get picked for this 10th episode because i'd rather have it be for the next okay the next batch um or some like so in in terms of that sort of thing um so um oh i wish i had no i do have i like i'm just because we've done so many movies i'm so trained at like remembering you saying certain things so i almost put down john carter and then i was like (laughs) oh yeah we watched that already but um Slumdog Millionaire, and you had one more. Uh, Spirited Away. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do that one's fun, but if really Spirited long. Away is our family or is our finale, I'm gonna be kind of sad. <laughs> it might uh, actually be good, so I shouldn't hate on it before knowing. Let's go with. He said as he continues to scroll. (laughs) Ah, shoot. Why don't we go... Do you like found footage movies? 
What does that mean? It's like it, it's presented in a way to make it look like uh, it was uh, like the, the somebody's project. Yeah, yeah. It's the, where like they found the person's like camera. And yes, they, that's. Or, kinda... I mean, I so, know what those are. Not. I mean, I don't have you really... have you seen any that you liked? No. Have you seen the movie Chronicle? No. Chronicle. What's going on there? It's not a horror movie. Okay. That's fine. Chronicle. We're gonna one go word. with Chronicle. Yep. Speaking I think that's of Chronicle, a good pick. Do you know Dan DeHaan? No. The actor? I do not. You might recognize him once you see him. Uh Daddy's... Michael B. Jordan's in it. <gasps> Fuck yeah. There Michael B. Jordan is my new celebrity crush, actually. Well, there you go. I'm so excited. Okay. Well then I got them all on here. Um right. recap. So Colton's picks are Spirited Away, um, Slumdog Millionaire, and then newest edition being Chronicle. And then my picks are Remember the Titans, Spider-Man, and The Impossible, which I put on last week. And I'm fine with any of those being picked, or of my picks, uh, but hopefully your pick because it was mine this past week. I'm kind of hoping for it. Let's do this shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. So here we go. That was a weak spin. We're going with it, though. What is it? Chronicle. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. We we didn't, like, we didn't uh, formally discuss this, but um, what I'm thinking, or I think it was, we had kind of discussed it a little bit. Uh, so Chronicle will be our episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to go on a little bit of a break for recording. A hiatus, uh, if you will. Yep. In terms of when these air will, is kind of up in, a little bit up in the air right now. But um, when we come back, uh, I believe the intention is to wipe clean the board and bring, if we want to bring stuff yes. back, we can. If yes. we want to leave it off, we leave it off. Yeah. Uh, and then we start fresh again with a new board. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I don't think I'm going to bring... Uh, the two back that I have on there, so yeah. Slumdog Millionaire and Spirited Away. I I don't think I'm gonna bring those back at least right away. Yeah, I think for now I'll, I'm just gonna bring one. I'm gonna bring the Impossible because okay. I really want to see that one. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll drop the other two okay. for now, and right. maybe they'll return in season three. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think my I I told you this earlier. I think my goal is to go, um, go with uh, tried and true bangers. At least my tried and true bangers. So I'm gonna to try to hit you. I'm gonna to try to hit you with what I think is is, is Chronicle is, one of is them, dope. and we're getting like a preview to season two. Um, I would say Chronicle is a like a tip, like a dip, dip toes into greatness. Because <laughs> when when it came out, it was like it was the coolest shit. Okay. And that, when did it come out? Uh, that's actually a good question. Let me quick IMDb this, unless my laptop's gonna be slow. Here, I got it. 2012. Yep. There you go. Hey, look at that. That was right around that time where I was saying earlier. Yeah. 2012 to 2016, but obviously you haven't heard of it. It was, I, it was a little different. Superhero thriller. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's much more... It's Don't read too much into it, okay. since you don't know. <laughs> I would say don't read too much into it beyond that. Okay. It's 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 more grounded. It's more grounded. It's, it's more of a, as much as a superhero movie can be mm-hmm. a grounded, it's more... Grounded in reality, I suppose. Fair. Fair. Well, yeah. Yeah. So next week will be our finale episode, if you will. 
Um, I was just going to quote Stranger Things and be like, so hold on to your butts, bro, chachos. <laughs> I was going to quote Eduardo, but that might be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. thanks for joining us. Sorry for my rant about the fame industry, but also kind of curious, like, what other people think. Right. Because... It probably is a hot take, but like I don't know. I just think it's interesting. You can either you can either blame or thank uh, Dirty Dancing, depending on your opinion on how the first two thirds of this episode <laughs> went. <laughs> yeah, I really think we should label this one like Dirty Dancing slash. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll like say something. You we'll know, put like, something. We'll on put it. something. A warning, but also I think it was probably a really I think, good episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if this kind of thing happens every once in a while, where we kind of just go off on a big rant, it's not a huge deal. But obviously, I when, like it because it's important. We're still analyzing right. movies and right. the film industry. It's I think I think if anything with Dirty Dancing, we have to give that's where we have to give credit to Dirty Dancing is for bringing us to those spots to or like sparking those thoughts mm-hmm. that started that conversation. Without Dirty Dancing, we would have just done our normal episode. That is true. That is very true. But uh, at any rate, we'll uh, see you next time with Chronicle. Yep. Bye.